On a gray Friday, back in 2007, during the height of the morning rush hour, a young man entered a metro station in Washington, D.C. He was carrying a violin case, and after he found a good spot, he took out his instrument and put down the case and threw in a couple of bills to prime the pump, and then he began playing. He looked like any ordinary street musician, but he was not far from it. The young man was actually Joshua Bell, who is a virtuoso violinist, one of the finest musicians in the whole world. Just a couple of days earlier, people had paid more than $200 a ticket to listen to him play at Boston Symphony Hall. Now he was standing in this metro station for free, playing exquisite music on his 1713 Stradivarius violin. So friends, what do you think happened? Well, let's take a look. So friends, what happened? Not much, right? Not much. Bell played for about 40 minutes. During that time, two people stopped to watch, and he got an amazing $32 out of 27 donations. The other 1,070 people who passed by were seemingly oblivious lost in their own thoughts, distracted. Something amazing was happening right in front of them, and they missed it. My friends, the night that Jesus was born, a lot of people missed it. There was a special star in the sky, and angels were singing, but it seemed that the only ones who really knew what was going on were a group of lowly shepherds. Now, if you're like me, you might tell yourself, you know, if I was there, if I was in Bethlehem that night, I would have seen, I would have understood, I would have been one of the 1% who got it, not the 99% who didn't. But friends, the 99%, well, they weren't bad people or ignorant people. Well, they were probably just ordinary people like you and me, people with their own issues, their own distractions. The big news of the day, you see, was that Caesar had ordered that everybody had to be counted. So for the census, everybody had to go to their hometown and caught up in all of that hubbub then, well then, they were distracted and they missed Jesus. Friends, 
what was so different about the shepherds? Why in the world were those humble shepherds, the ones who were first to experience the joy of Jesus' birth, not the most powerful, the richest, the most important people in the land? Well, it wasn't because the shepherds were extraordinary in any way, no far from it. They were ordinary people, very humble. You know, most shepherds were mm, sort of uneducated, smelly guys who spent most of their time hanging around with their sheep. Most shepherds back then didn't own their own land. You know that? They, they usually grazed their flocks on the land of their neighbors. So as you might guess, this sometimes cause some tension. Imagine your neighbors regularly letting their dogs loose in your yard. It was kind of like that. Oh, friends, they, they weren't special at all. And so when Luke told his first century hearers that the first ones to hear the good tidings of great joy were these shepherds, people would have been shocked. They were so humble. They were at the bottom of society. They were not important at all. Why in the world were the shepherds the ones to first know that great joy? Well, friends, I think it's because the shepherds were on watch. That's what shepherds do, you know. They keep watch. They stay awake. They pay attention. So when God saw fit to fill the sky with a heavenly host... The shepherds were doing their job. They were watching, they were awake, they were paying attention, and so they were the very first to know the joy. Fear not, says the angel of the Lord, for I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Friends, have you ever heard a more powerful, universal message of joy than that? Good tidings of great joy for all the people, for all the people, for everyone. And the fact that these lowly shepherds were the very first to know that joy, well, that just rams home the truth. That the joy is for everybody in the whole wide world, as Isaac Watts' beautiful carol puts it. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Joy to the world, friends. Not joy to only a select few or joy to people who are beautiful and smart and highly educated or joy to those who are wealthy and powerful or joy to those who are somehow sinless and perfect or joy only when the circumstances are perfect or joy when there's really great Christmas decorations all around and everybody's throwing a really good party. No, friends, joy to the world. Joy to the world. You see, these shepherds, they remind us that you don't have to be perfect. The circumstances don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be wealthy or powerful or important at all to know the joy of the coming of Jesus. You just have to be paying attention because it is for everyone. Joy to the world. Yes, even this year. It is there if we will only pay attention, this incredible joy. Even this year, even in the midst of a global pandemic, 
even at a time when so many people have died. Even during a Christmas season when so many things are different, we can't worship or celebrate in the ways that we're used to, even in a time where we have to wear masks and we're all so tired of that and we're tired of the social distancing and if you were like me, all you want to do is take off the mask and reach out and hug your neighbor, even this year, even in this time, joy to the world, good tidings of great joy for all the people. It's available to all of us. It's right here if we will just pay attention. So friends, the question that's out there today is, are you paying attention? If you had been one of those people in Bethlehem on that night more than 2,000 years ago, would you have known, would you have seen, would you have been witness to the joy? Well, one way to know is to ask yourself, what are you seeing and hearing this Christmas? When you scroll through the news on your phone or you watch the six o'clock news, do you only see the chaos and the strife and the suffering and the negativity and everything you think is wrong? Or are you looking for glimpses of love, of caring, and of hope? Do you see the hope of the vaccine? the love and care put into that? Do you see the love exhibited, the selflessness exhibited by those people who are frontline workers, first responders, medical personnel? What about our teachers who are working so hard during this time? Do you see that love? Do you see that care? Do you see that hope? Our friends, if you're able to venture out to the store, do you, do you only see the hordes in their masks trying to get the last roll of toilet paper? Or do you notice the eyes above the mask? Do you see how people greet one another with their eyes? Do you see how people can smile with their eyes? Even in the mask, can you see their brothers and sisters? people with whom we share our common humanity, people with whom we share the world. And when you look out your window, do you only see an empty street? Or do you look out your window and do you see that neighbor in the little apartment that's put up the Christmas lights with scotch tape? Or how about the way the workers at HEB position those beautiful poinsettias just so? Or how about that family down the street who's put up that awesome inflatable that's a scene of Charlie Brown Christmas? And do those things put a smile on your face? Because you see the love and the care and the hope that's behind them. And what about the things you hear? Are you only hearing the blare of Christmas music, or are you listening for the greeting of friends? A whisper on the air of a family saying grace, the delight of a child who's just caught a glimpse of Santa Claus, the voices of, of neighbors who are so grateful 
when they receive the food and the coats that we're collecting in our atrium through this season. You see, my friends, what you see and what you hear, well, that's so much up to you, isn't it? If you are seeing and hearing the love and the care and the hope, you are seeing glimpses of Jesus and his joy, and I promise you then you're not going to miss a thing. Again, friends, what we see and what we hear is so often not dependent upon our circumstances, but upon us. His joy is there for all of us, even in this difficult year, because nothing can keep him away, and nothing can keep our Savior's joy away. All we've got to do is pay attention, be on watch, keep awake. Good tidings of great joy for all the people. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Joy to the world. Joy to everyone. Joy to the church. Joy to the city. Wherever you are and whoever you are. Take a breath. Step back and look. For there is joy to you. Will you pray with me? Most loving God, we give you thanks for your joy comes to us in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us, O oh God, even in this difficult time to open our eyes and our ears to know that joy, a great joy for the whole world. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Friends, our invitation to Christian discipleship this week is to pay attention. Open your eyes and your ears. Open your hearts to receive the joy of Jesus because it is here for us. Joy to the world. It is true. The Lord has come. And share some of that joy with others too. Spread a little cheer, will you? Everybody needs it this year. The invitation is also made, if you'd like to join our church, I invite you to come forward as we sing our final hymn together. It is joy to the world. Will you stand and let's sing together.
Now, friends, will you receive this blessing? Go now in peace. May the love of God surround you. May the grace of Jesus Christ redeem you. May the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit sustain you this day and always. Amen.